Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to From the Outside Looking In, the show that is all about the history, story, and let's say legacy of the USS Intrepid. That's right, the Nautical Air and Space Museum located in the heart of New York City. The USS Intrepid. Come on down. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know what I did there. Whatever. Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about me, the show about you, the show about Pat, the show about Pat being in town here at Full Spectrum Studios, whatever the deal is, you know it. We're going to watch some sports, we're going to talk about comic books, we're going to talk about movies, we're going to talk about books, maybe we'll talk about music. I don't know, we like stuff and we talk about it. Sometimes there's a there's a, a theme, Yeah. sometimes it's just random. It's a freestyle Thought explosion. Yeah. That's what's going on, right? This is not a one-hour documentary. No, no. This is, you, you tuned in. You might get something you like. You might not. <laughs> Who knows? But hopefully at some point during this next hour or so, you get a laugh or two in, maybe even learn something. It's like a PBS show for kids, except we swear <laughs> a little bit more often. <laughs> like, instead of Dino Train, it's the motherfucking Dino yeah. Train. Whatever, I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the Batman to my Robin. I'm because I'm looking at the, the fucking Blu-ray set of the original '66 Batman oh, yeah, series. '66 right Batman, yeah, yeah, Adam there West. Goes. Yes, Mister Patrick Bannis. Welcome to episode number fifty. Oh, is it really? This is episode number fifty. Let's fucking go, bud. Good job. Yeah, we made it. We made it. We made it. And that's it. That's the whole episode. Yeah. We're thanks for stopping by <laughs> episode. We've done, we've done 50 of these. That's insane. That's and insane. We're done. And we're done. This is our retirement episode. Yeah, it's a uh it's a miracle. We haven't been um we haven't uh our spirit has not been broken. No, no, not at all. Having a yeah. consistent eleven listeners. Yeah, no. Yeah. Going strong. Absolutely going yeah. strong. Uh, we're here in in studio in, in, in yeah full spectrum studio yeah looking at each other watching a little bit of hockey right on uh, yeah yeah I mean watching the uh, the uh, Flyers and the uh, Florida Panthers right Panthers are pretty hot but unlike the Blackhawks you guys got a shot you could win this game you know what I mean <laughs> like who knows Hawks can't buy a fucking win uh, but this was the one of the shittiest uh, like who is 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 Hart still in goal for you yeah yeah yeah. He's been fucking not looking sharp. Nope. Nope. Like, I don't know what's going on. They're going to win shootouts all year. He's. Uh, they need to put a. They need to put a strong enough defense out in front of him that he has confidence. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, th- there's that. You know what I mean? Also, I mean, you guys started him in net really, really young too. Yeah. yeah I mean, so that's why you have to have a strong defense yeah. in front of him so he builds confidence from that play. You guys should have made a, a play for for Flurry or for Price. Or, or, you know what I mean? Like a veteran goalie to to bring in 
And like, I mean, I love having Flurry on the Hawks. Sure. I'm going to get that jersey. Okay. Hawks are trash though, and it's it's <laughs> really it's it's uh, what Colt Milton, right? That's the coach. He's like, it's so fucking stupid. Like why? Like we. Uh, like, yeah, you know, you coached peewee hockey? Cool. You want to fucking coach an original six <laughs> hockey team? <laughs> that that just won like three cups, right? Like, we're going to get rid of Q, right? Who we won three cups with consistent playoff appearances. You want to just coach this team, bud? Yeah. Yeah. You're like an assistant coach. You in go college. in a different direction. Right. Yeah. There's players on the team older than you, but you know what I mean? Like, that's cool. <laughs> It's unfuckably. It's the worst thing in the world being a fucking Blackhawks fan right now. But Pat, other than that, man, how you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. It's fucking just random. Yeah, conversation. That's great. I'm in town for uh, some uh, winterizing of the parents' house. Mm-hmm. So that's been going on all day. Nice and, uh, plastic so, wrap of it. Yep, big mm. big shrink wrap in the port. That's us. That's what we. We're those people. Yeah, we plastic wrap the front port front porch for extra insulation. That's great. That's us. My house gets fucking freezing, but it See? really does. It really does. So, and uh, I I do pl- I do a lot of plastic wrap stuff, but it never helps all that much. Yep. Never helps all yep. that much. I need to. Uh, I I need like need to go in with like some caulk or something like on all the windows mm. and stuff, and like really get down into the nuts and bolts but i also have to like insulate my hvac system because in the summer it sweats so much Ooh. yeah yeah it's pain that you can see like the stains like yeah yeah oh, oh, oh. oh yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah wow yeah yeah so oddly enough uh and i hadn't planned this that we would be watching hockey while this is going on yes um i i wanted the the nhl has uh struck gold let's say and they have um broken up um uh with uh what was it NBC NBC yep yep and they're on eight, uh well now on uh, ESPN. ESPN uh and I think the ESPN like major network is ABC if I'm not mistaken yeah. yes yep. yep yep that's their Disney conglomerate yes yep uh thing yeah so since 04 they had been with um NBC yeah uh, so which was better than the that those shitty like three or four years that they were on Fox Ugh, with, uh, the was, with the glowing puck the glowing it was the puck. worst I was like I you're making it harder for they me tried. to see the puck they tried yeah they're like all right come on Americans we're gonna highlight the puck for you it's ridiculous yeah so the league's getting a, uh, a cool a brisk 400 million yeah for the rights deal which all, all things considered for hockey for professional hockey is a good sum of money yeah no for sure um a lot of the other sports i'm pretty sure like like the nfl and um baseball and even like the premier league they're like billion dollar mm-hmm. you know rights deals for sure so espn is going to get the regular season the all-star game and certain playoff games abc will get the stanley cup finals yep not a surprise there. No. Uh, ESPN Plus and Hulu will get certain games as well. Yeah, yeah. I've been able to watch some games on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Yep. Um, which it's, has been, you know, pretty awesome. Also, what I like about hockey, there's been way less controversies, like like the whole Ben Simmons and, you know, Kyrie Irving <laughs> things. Ben you know Simmons, I mean? listen very closely to me. You have a weak mentality. You need some mental toughness. You need to think. Yes. Think about playing basketball like a man. 
Yeah. Not like the little coward boy that you are. All right, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. He's killing me. Yeah, no, he's he, killing he is. me with he his should. antics. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He and he he damn well should be killing you right if now. If you're a geek and you are not up on the basketball uh, sports stories, um, this kid is on the 76ers from Philadelphia. They're a very good basketball team. They have a seven foot wizard. Um, and they are very good and they're close to being like a championship team. But this guy chickens out when it counts and he's completely invisible in the playoffs. And um, then he decided he would say, I'm never playing for this franchise again after just signing like a four or five year deal, like a max contract to yeah. get like $30 million a year. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to play for you ever again because I'm so mad that you all called me out on being a whiny little crybaby when it counts and being not dependable. Yeah. And then he's like, so I'm just going to not be dependable. You can trade me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're whiny and not dependable. And so no one is going to give us anything of value and we're paying you all this money. Right. Ugh. It's like you might get like a bag full of like practice jerseys. Trade Ben Simmons for a bag full of practice jerseys. Yeah, wait until hit this. Just wait, wait to buy a Sixers jersey, and you can get a Ben Simmons jersey for ten bucks. Probably, you know, the end of the season. Um, anyway, I want to segue away from one weak mentality hockey, uh, one weak mentality basketball player for one weak mentality hockey player. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> as usual, someone. Has to fuck around and find out. Somebody got to fuck around and find Somebody out. Somebody got to yeah. fuck around and find out. This time around, it's Edmonton Oilers, like, fourth-line winger Josh Archibald. Mm. Yeah. He, actually, um, I, I know I don't know Archibald, but the, he's, like, one of those, like, fourth-liners on a team that I don't follow that I actually know. Right. So, yeah. Right. He's, like, lucky to have a job on a professional hockey team. Yeah. In the NHL. With, you know what I mean? With fucking McJesus. Right. He's on right. a team with McJesus. With Connor McJesus. Yes. So he decided that when the league, um, the league and the teams wanted to uh, vaccinate all their players, um, if you recall during um, COVID, they split up and Canadian hockey teams were not allowed to come into the States. Yeah. Right. And teams from the States could come up to Canada, but then they would have to like quarantine and, and all that stuff. So yeah. they kept these two away from each other for like, they, I think they reorganized things so that they were not together and could keep Canada and the States away from each other until like the finals or something last year. I forget, I forget how it worked out. So yeah. they want everybody to get vaccinated. This dipshit is like, you know, um, I, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get vaccinated for whatever. Uh, I forget. I forget. The, you know how it is. You know how those excuses are. Yeah. Um, you know. My. My. Uh, I don't know. My freedoms. I don't know. He's he's, he's probably I don't Personal know. Personal liberties. Or, right. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyways, he decides he's not going to do that. Um, so the team decides to, I guess I wanted to say they decided to, um, like suspend him. He had a quarantine when he got there, when he joined the team from the States. So of course he's an American. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, uh, 
after not getting deciding not to get the shot, joining a team which could cut him at any moment because he is of no, no value to them as of as a fourth or fifth line player who's not going to play. Oh, get in there. Oh, sorry. Now, no. anyways, he halfway through his quarantine in Edmonton, he comes up with some sort of viral infection and uh, landed with uh, he's now out indefinitely with myocarditis. Jesus which is Christ. an inflammation of the heart. Yeah. So he got, um, I don't know. So anyway, um, I don't know how that, how that, you know, happens. He's going to go into more tests. I, I don't know. Like the one thing I wasn't a hundred percent sure of is, Oh no, he did get caught. He did get COVID this summer. Oh yeah, for sure. Of course yeah. he did. Yeah. I mean, so, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to get COVID. I mean, that's just, what it is yeah and if you're not vaccinated and you leave your house yeah right yeah i mean like so he's the lone edmonton oiler who's unvaccinated he's uh 20 he's a 29 year old fourth or fifth line winger yeah let's it's got to be fourth right because there's no fifth okay so there it was flyers goal on the power play ties it up on one gotta love it love that yeah it is Giroux. yeah He's Hell going slapper. Oh, uh, Bobrovsky's in Florida. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know big. You didn't know big Bob was over in Florida. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Florida's fucking stacked, bud. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Florida's good as fuck. So yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Uh. You know. I know that we've talked about this previously and how staunch some of us are about just getting getting vaccinated. Everybody just fucking needs to do it. I mean, I yeah, like just fucking stop. Just stop. It's yeah. You have to think of everybody around you. Yeah. And your family and your friends and people you don't know, you have to be a good citizen too. You have to be, you know, right. you can't be a patriotic American if you're out there giving someone an illness that could possibly hospitalize and kill them. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing. And it's like, and I just fucking, I want to get back to fucking some normality, right? Yes. Like, I mean, like I would like to go to a hockey game and like not fucking feel weird about it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like not feel weird about it. Yep. Yep. So um, you know, so that's that's our thoughts on it. And here's another instance as hockey kicks start, you know, as the season starts up. That God, I fucking love that hockey's starting up. It's just, yeah. and it's full 82 game season this yep. year, uh, which is fantastic. With crowds, we're getting back to semi normal, but you know, it's a petri dish. Take your chances. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean, it, 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 it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to be getting my booster in a couple of months, right? I, like I hit my six month, I think in two months. Yeah. I'm going to get my booster. Cool. Feel pretty good about that. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's the other thing. Like everybody I know that's been vaccinated, right? Like, which is pretty much the majority of the people I know, right? Yeah. You know, like thankfully I, I, you know, no, mostly sane people, right? I mean, I do, I do know responsible adults. Yeah, yeah, I do know people who are unvaccinated, and you know, it is what it is. Love you guys too, um, but mo the majority of the people I know are vaccinated. Not a single one fucking problem. Not a yeah. single one of them have had a fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I just talked to a friend of mine yesterday, and I'm pretty sure that she got COVID before they had vaccines. I think. Sure. And she got, um, she has long COVID. So she still doesn't have a sense of smell. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is that months, shit, mo this is months yeah, later. Yeah, this, months and months that later. That shit can fucking, yeah, hit you forever. So she has she has no sense of smell, um, limited taste, and she has tinnitus in one of her ears. Mm. So like when she's sitting in a room that's like quiet, yeah. like this, if we stop talking. Like it's just going to ring. It would just, gonna ring, it would just yeah. ring. You just yeah. hear it. So I was like, man, that is just... 
you know. So yeah, who like who wants that? I have a buddy that fucking lost the tips for like all of his fingers. That's crazy. That's yeah. just crazy. Right. That's crazy. Is I know he, it's anecdotal, but it's still, you know, yeah. it's still yeah. nuts. I mean, he was one of the very first people in the country to get right uh COVID. Uh, he got it uh, in Italy, right? He was on a ski trip. Oh, in Italy. wow. Yeah, right. right Before when, it got here. Yeah, right when it broke out, right. And um, yeah, and uh, like they had to inundate him, put him in a coma, like a medically induced coma. Oh, my God. And then his muscles atrophied, right? Because he was in a coma for like, he was in a medically induced coma for like 60 something days. He was on the Ellen show and everything. He's a good guy. Um, wow. Yeah, but yeah, lost the tips of his fingers. Doing great now, though. But Pray. Super crazy. Wow. Super crazy. It's a weird world. Other than that, though, what else is going on in the world? I don't know. Yeah. That was, I, th- I thought we covered it all. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we did. Yeah. I feel like we did. I think I, I need a drink. Yeah. But for now, it's only going to be water. What yeah, no, for sure. I'll tell you what, if, if you're looking to try something, I th- we, we may have already talked about this. Did we talk about Untold? We yeah. did talk about Untold. Yeah, we did. Uh, Crimes and Penalties, the the hockey documentary. Oh yes, yes, you did talk about that. Yeah, we already talked about that. I gotta you see. Still got to try. You All still right. got. Absolutely, and still got to try. It is on Netflix. Okay, okay. yeah, for sure. Okay. For we'll sure, you definitely got to try that. I thought we would get into a semi husky uh, themed mixed media moment, aka you know pretty much. Movies, Movies, books, and, and comics and stuff. stuff. DVD TV players. Shows. And you, we used to have old A-tracks. I'm going to get a record player. Wow. wow. That was really, that was really <laughs> yeah. good. No, for sure. That was one of the best ones we've ever done. 50 episodes in. Yeah. We got we it. Fucking nailed it. We nailed that. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so... We uh, we promised last episode that we would spend more than five minutes talking about um, uh, Unforgiven. One of my favorite movies, The Unforgiven, yes. Just Unforgiven. Yeah. Not The Unforgiven, just Unforgiven. Unforgiven. I just, um, I like saying The Unforgiven. It sounds a lot cooler, but. Yeah. You know, Facebook. If you're, if you're watching like college football, it's The Unforgiven. Yeah. It's right, like, all right, right well, right. that's. If you say so. Um, so, yeah. And, and also, you know, we'll talk about some Western. Sure. You know, the yeah, genre. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So I'm going to, while you, you continue, I'm going to walk away from this mic because we're in studio. I'm going to grab something really quick. Okay. But if, if I hadn't mentioned it, nobody would have even noticed. Right. Uh, so, yeah. No, yeah. I'll, let me, let me, let me just, we'll run through, uh, unforgiven as best as I can, uh, regurgitate it. Right. So English Bob. English Bob, we'll get to English Bob, who's by far the best character in this, uh, movie. Out of your mind. Um, <laughs> in Clint Eastwood's farewell to the Western genre, um, he plays William, William Money. Oh wow, um, a former aging, an aging former gunfighter, and all-around outlaw who Just was bad motherfucker. Yeah, who was um, uh, reformed by his uh, now deceased wife, um, but you know. But raising two children on his own is a bit of a drag. And someone comes to him as with one last job. Hey, I heard you were uh, I heard you were a gunfighter. I heard you were. A- I don't I don't think 
raising two children on his own was like a bit of a drag. It's just, it's, 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 you know, it's his life. It was a drag. Yeah, no, for sure. But it was was also the old way. That's that's where they lived. That's like the old West. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, like that's, he was a fucking rancher. You know what I mean? Like I live in a mediocre small shack with two children and I have like four cows and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, and I squeak out a lit or, you know, like, uh, uh, a modest living yeah. in in like fucking Montana or wherever the fuck they are. God, I hope it's in Montana. No, it was in Wyoming. Uh, mm. I think it was in Wyoming. Either way, big no, sky country. Know. Anyways, yeah, um, big sky country. Either way, yes. Um, he, I, I, I appreciate the. I don't. It's not an allegory per se, but it's like you know, it's Clint Eastwood is doing one last Western movie. In the movie, William Money is doing one last job. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his, you know, he's 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 bidding goodbye by using a classic trope. Yeah. Right? Um, so But I, I mean, I, I feel like it's a classic trope now. It may have not been that classic of a trope in ninety-three. Uh, I don't yeah, of course it was the, the one last job trope has I'm sure has been out there. In movies long before the nineties, name another western where it's the one last job. Oh, I don't know if it has to be a western per se. It's, yeah. a, it's a movie trope. It doesn't I mean, have to I, be I just feel, westerns. I, I think it's a movie trope now because of the goddamn Ocean's Eleven's movies. Yeah, I mean, like you put a crew together, you do one last job, it, like and that, like, and now it's a trope because of that. I feel like we can find stuff that predates this stuff. I, I, I feel swear like we can. I'm I, sure I'm we gonna... can, but I feel like as part of like as as part of a, you know like a classic movie trope, I blame Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen, Seventy Two, and every <laughs> oh, single for ruining uh, the trope. Yeah, oh, and Fast and Furious. I blame all those fucking movies for the one last job trope. Yeah, you know what I mean, right. and and I'll even throw in. Nick Cage and gone in 60 seconds for the for ruining one last job for everybody else. <laughs> These movies have ruined one last job. <laughs> so um and I I would like to throw out that we are doing a movie review uh, of a movie that was released in 1993. <laughs> right? 92, actually, it's 92. 92. It won it won the uh, Oscar for best picture in 93. But yes, it was released in 92. That's correct. <laughs> so they there uh so as the movie opens, there is a rainy brothel in Big Whiskey, Wyoming. And these two ranchers are there for a good time. There's some giggling. Then a rancher gets real pissed at this, you know, uh, this prostitute. And he cuts her up and beats her up real bad. Yeah. They play whisper. Well, so the the woman who the, the madam of the brother uh, demands justice. But um, what's his name? Uh, Little Bill. Little Bill, yeah, Little yeah. Little Bill Daggett, yep. who is the sheriff of Big Whiskey, mm-hmm. um, just says, you know, next uh, next spring, you guys bring X number of horses for the bar owner who houses the brothel. Right. Not for the madam Not or for the, madam the girl, or that, for the girl yeah. that got beat up and cut up real bad. Yes. And that'll be good. They were going to whip him, but he decided against the whipping. Yeah, and even and that and even that was just like grinding the gears of the madam, who's yeah. you know this girl can't do anything. She can't make money from me, right? She can't make she all cut up. They play whisper down the lane. It gets to um, it gets to uh, Will Money as Via she Morgan was, Freeman. They <laughs> they cut her up real bad. 
they cut off her boobs. Yeah, yeah, like it's, cut, it's it's violent as like, fuck, they, dude. Yeah, they cut her eyes out. Yes, like the the way that this is explained to him to gain sympathy to get to do the job is just like you know hyperbolic, you know, all over the place. Yes. Um. So to do the they uh, who was the kid that does this? Oh, the Schofield kid. Yes, the Schofield kid. Yeah. Um. This young, you know, wannabe gunslinger. He comes to the, he comes to the job. Uh, money's like, all right, you know, but I going to go get my buddy. He decides he's going to go get his friend for one last job. Yes. And his friend is, uh, Morgan God Freeman is fucking God. It's Morgan fucking Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Um, and I'm trying to think what, I, I don't know if I remember what his, what his I don't name remember was. what his character's name is for sure. I, Ned, I, Ned something or other. Oh yeah, that's right. So Ned leaves, uh, his squaw. Yep. And they go on together. And the whole time, the reformed character is like, no, no, I'm not like that anymore. Right. I'm going to do this one last job, though. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do the bounty on this one last job, but I'm not, I'm not that, that's not my thing. And they're like, oh, did you just like shoot kids and stuff and, and moms and ladies yeah, and, mur- mur- and old people William, stuff? William Money, the murderer of women and children. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, that's not me anymore. Yeah. It's not me. Which is great. It's fucking great because he was a fucking, not only was he a badass in a former life, but he was a fucking, like, just a mean fucking gunslinger. Right. Like, he, well, he, no. was, he wasn't, like, the, he, was, mean, he wasn't the Punisher, right? Like, the Punisher's uh, a super badass, right? But the Punisher's also not, like, killing kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's, let's be honest here. William Money is a sociopath. Yes. He's a sociopath. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He lies to everyone, including himself, to convince himself he's not this terrible person, but he really is. And when it comes around, he's a really bad person. Oh, he's horrible. He's horrible. He was slightly less horrible in, you know, in this story. But so they go looking for him. Um, They. uh, I think that's one of the interesting things about the character of William Money, though, is because even though he's he's gone through his redemption arc, right? Like he's not, there's no full redemption for him. Nice goal. Oh no, not for a sociopath. Not for, not for, not for someone like him. No, there is no full redemption for him. him. No. So he like, he like leaves his two 13 year old kids or something. He's like, yo, just take care of your sister. I'm going to be gone. Yes. Six weeks. Yep. (laughs) Again, again. That's, it the is the, it that's the way it was. Right. right? Like it wasn't like he was just like being bad dad. Right. He's like, I'm going to take this job. This job's going to put money on the plate. But yeah. in order to do that, I got to go. I'm in Wyoming when there was like 37 people in Wyoming. Yeah, right. In all of Wyoming. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. We were like settling Wyoming. Right. Um, so I forget how they go about this, but I think they, I think they track down, they go into town. To do some sort of reconnaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're out on the ridge, right? They're talking like, to, well, they go, I thought they went in and were actually t- talking to, or did they not leave? Or is that when that happened? I, they, they, well, they, so then they. I don't they, know. I, I I didn't prepare by watching the movie like yeah. I said I was going to. Like, I, I forget I, if I, they. It's been a couple of years since I've watched Unforgiven. It is one of my favorite movies I forget of all if time. they tracked down the two ranchers first or if they went into town to talk to, I the, think they went into into town first so to they, gather intel, right? Because okay. because at some point, like we haven't mentioned, uh, we haven't mentioned English Bob yet. English Bob comes in early in the movie, right? Like 
It, it, it's like it really well, does, yeah, yeah, because because we're getting to know the character of Little Bill, right, right. Because really, the story is is at the end of the day about two sociopaths, right. It's about William Money and it's about Little, Little Bill. Bill. Right? So so when they when when Little Bill's there in the beginning of the movie, you see some activity in town too, where there's like a fight or whatever. And this is before I think English English um, English Bill English Bob e- English Bob yeah English Bob comes in. This is before this. The the police in Big Whiskey, which is kind of a newish settlement, like a newish town, um, they're pretty inept and pretty pretty scared yeah. of like yeah. So anytime that something happens where there's going to be a, a an actual uh, instigation to violence, they have to go track down the sheriff. Um, little Bill, who for most of the time he's just trying to build uh, his, house, his house. Yeah, yeah, he's building right. a house he's out, out a by a little pond out. or whatever. Yes. You know, he's trying to build a house, and so they've got to go out and get him. Anytime there, there's a you know kerfuffle or whatever, and so he comes in and you know lays down the law and then leaves. But the first time it wasn't a big deal. Then as um, Money and Ned and the Schofield kid are getting on their <laughs> way, they're meeting up. They get Ned. They're going on their way. That's when uh, English Bob comes to town, played by an excellent uh, Richard Harris. Yes. Um, I don't know how it works out that he ends up with. Um, well, I, I think was I, he I on pre- the train by himself. No, no. I, that guy was traveling with him. With and him. After, yes. Right. So he's sort of. So there's there's this other character who is an author from like New York or Boston. W.W. Beauchamp. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he's basically out there writing the story of of the the the, you know, the tale of the tale of uh, like but like focused on like Wild West gunslingers. Right. Right. Like and that's an English Bob is a West. Even though he's from England, he is a Wild West gunslinger. Right. Like right. He, he and he, he's very polite. His mannerisms. Right. Like are, are very polite. And he, he's, he's talking about how ridiculous the idea of a president. A president is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and, and I think this must have been. um Somewhere around the, the maybe the, the attempted assassination. This may have been right after Lincoln's assassination. When, uh, when was Lincoln assassinated? Uh, what eighteen sixty something? Yeah, yeah, this is after that. Yeah, right. So yeah. that that's probably why he's talking about like you would you couldn't assassinate a king. You would the gun would drop from your hand right. from shaking right. in, 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 in pure <laughs> awe of his presence. Yeah. Right, which is it's a great it's a great. It's a great. I didn't know Hornquist was on the Panthers. Um, He's a very pro monarchy. Yes, yes, right, right, type. which is great. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's fucking. It's very, it's very apropos for the time period and for the character. Um, so, uh, so they roll into uh, Big Whiskey, right? right. Yep. And uh, so basically, English Bob uh, is sort of this pseudo badass. And the author is very much into this pseudo badass right. of English Bob. So, so somebody, one of the local, one of the local sheriff's deputies, sees them as they come into town when they have to ride past a sign that says "No guns." Yep. And they tell him he can't have any guns, and he just straight up says, "You know, I don't have any guns." Even though it's clear that it's clear as day he's carrying a, a pistol. Yeah. And so he just, you know. He just intimidates and goes past them. And then they have to go get 
little Bill from building his house. This is always Once again, the, building yeah, his house. Yeah, this is always like kind of the funny thing about little Bill. Like every time you go get little Bill, like you're interrupting him, like putting up a porch or right. something like that. You have right. so he's to put the roof on. Yeah, right. So he's always extra irritated whenever he has to come into town <laughs> and fucking deal with anything because you've gotten little Bill. Uh, you, you had to go wake him up. Um, yeah, so he a little Bill comes into town uh, to take care of the English Bob uh, incident, and unlike English Bob, little Bill is not fucking around about being a badass yes. gunslinger. Yeah, yes. I mean he ba- he basically goes straight up to English Bob, and you know, basically he knows the bit. Like English Bob is doing his bit, and he's like, oh, and about the Queen. In what was it on the Fourth of July or something? Yeah, and he just what he punches him. He just punches him in the like beats him up. Yeah, kicks him in the uh, just kicks him around. Just just whips him bad. Yes, takes the pistols and stuff, and then they throw him in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, and then the author is like, oh wow, like I thought he was super badass. He killed three people and blah blah blah, and yeah. and, and fucking little Bill's like, I I was little, there. Yeah, he's like he did nothing. <laughs> he's like yeah, you know I mean you're a junk. Yeah. Right. And then so then the author's like, oh, my God, little Bill is the real deal. He so, tried, I mean, little Bill, like you see, you see like the the sociopathy in little Bill t- or um, yeah, in, in little Bill, too. So he he looks at the his pistols on the um, English Bob's pistols on the table in the jail. Yeah. And you see him like eyeing it up and he tries to give it to um, the biographer. And it's like, here. You take it. Go ahead. Shoot yeah. me. Go ahead. And he doesn't want any part of it. And then, he, uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, it should be, it really should be him. So he tries to give like English Bob the, he's like, here, take it. Yeah. Take it and shoot me. Yeah. See, and yeah, it's, see, it's, see what it's, you got. See, right. And, see yeah. what happens. Go exactly. ahead. Exactly. And so he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. No. English Bob is well aware of who little Bill is yeah. and wants no part of it. Yep. Yeah. Especially after having been whipped pretty bad. He's like, now nah, I'm not going to do this again. Yeah. No, he's like, I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good on this. So we've set up our our protagonist, right? Like William Money, the aging former gunslinger who was a terrible, terrible person, right? Has some redeeming qualities, seemed to have been a very good husband, loved his wife for he's, sure. He's being a father. Yep. He's he's there taking care of his kids. He doesn't get drunk. Yeah, yep. I mean, like he hasn't drank, he hasn't drank, he hasn't shot a, a you know, he hasn't shot, he hasn't even really ridden a horse. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like hasn't ridden horse, hasn't done anything. He's lived on the farm, taking care of his family. Yep. Obviously, also was a good friend to Ned at one point uh, in the, in their history as well, right? Um, right. He wasn't terrible to everyone. Yeah. I'm gonna call it time. So then, the the trio now. Then they come into they come into was it big new whiskey, big whiskey, big whiskey? I think it's big whiskey. Big whiskey. Yeah. They come into big whiskey on a rainy night. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah. Um, the was it Ned and the kid go upstairs to talk to the madam and the prostitute that got caught up. Yeah. Right. And uh, so William Money's sitting downstairs and he's he gets sick, like, you know, being out in the rain and everything. He's gotten he's gotten like, I don't know, the flu or whatever. He's gotten sick. Right. And so he's at this table like. All carrying firearm, which you're not supposed to, and like, you know, looking like absolute hell frozen over or whatever. And then, you know, was it little Bill comes little up Bill to comes him in, yeah. with his people and they're like, 
I guess, giving him a hard time or whatever. And he's like just kind of frozen up, like just he's a mess, an absolute mess. Yeah, he's he's a shell of who he used to be to yeah. begin with. And now he's also physically ill. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like and like so not only is he mentally ill, he's also now physically ill. Yes, correct. And not only is he like mentally ill, like as to where, you know, like, you know, he's a sociopath or a murderer or any anything like that, right? Like he's just he's you know, what I mean, like he isn't that badass William Money that he once was. Right. Right? Like he's been like, if anything, his wife is deprogrammed yes. him, right? right? From from being any sort of badass. Right. He, William Money is is basically non functioning as a badass in any way. And this, this is why time. this is why I'm upset because like I want to see the woman who has done this. And you don't see any backstory, you don't see a picture, no. you don't see anything. Just the dead wife. We don't know we don't even know how she died, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the it's the fucking old west. Like, yeah. pick, pick a fucking cholera, dysentery, dysentery. Like, dysentery. Yeah, like, it's the Oregon Trail, bud. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't matter. Like, what <laughs> any any of a million ways <laughs> is how right. But I mean, I sort of like that we don't really get to see her, right? You know, what I mean, yeah. it's 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 the story, and that's just what it is. So so nobody no nobody recognizes who he is because he looks like absolute dog shit. So right. they so Bill beats him up and they kick him out. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Ned and uh, the Schofield kid catch wind that all this is happening, and they jump out a back window. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. And uh, and then they uh, they escape. Um, so they like nurse. They take they take um, William Money out of town, and they nurse him back to health. And during this time, they're actually like communicating with the women from the brothel. Yeah. They're coming out, they're bringing him food and stuff. Right. He actually meets the woman who got cut up. Yeah. And so not only is her eyes not cut out and her, you know, tits cut off or nothing, it's nothing like that, like they right. said, but you know, she's a reasonable, nice woman. Yeah. And you know, they have a conversation and you, you know, if Will was, if William Money wasn't a sociopath, you'd think they might've gotten together at the end. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely something there, right? Like he, ooh, um, yeah, you know, it is a very human moment for William Money, right? Like, and and a human development for that character, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and also as 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 we're starting to see more and more of of William Money and the type of character or person that he is, maybe always inherently, like, yes, he's done very bad things. He's not a good guy. You know what I mean? But he definitely has good moments, right? They were also getting to see, you know, little Bill. The cop, right? The sheriff. Having more and more bad moments, like yes. violent moments. More and more violent moments. Right. More and more not caring about people. More and more of a God complex and not a sheriff, but like that My town, town not in my town. Yes. There's no guns in my town. Yeah, it, it is Little Bill's town. Right. And he does not give two shits about the whores that work in his fucking brothel. Yep. I think it's very uh, yep. abundantly clear that you Little Bill- You care about the drinking and the, and the sexing. Yeah. But if you bring guns, if you bring violence into the town, and now that's reasonable though. Right. But it also has given him quite a, quite the god complex. And also, he's probably it's just it's just this continuation of him being pissed off that everybody keeps interrupting his work. Yes. His life's work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like this the constant uh fucking hassle of not being able to build his porch. Yeah. <laughs> so um a little bit after they nurse him back to health, they get back on the trail. And they ambush one of 
the um one of the ranchers, the younger one, the one who actually came back in the spring and offered a horse for the woman who was cut up. Right. The one that was her. like, yeah, the one that was like kind of nice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like he was kind of nice because he but he was young. He wasn't the one who cut up the he wasn't the one who cut her up. Right. Um, you know, but uh, but also he also apparently wasn't the one with the little dick because that's why she laughed at him. And that's why she got cut up. Yeah, right, right. That's what they said in the movie. Yeah, so. no, for sure. hundred percent. So they they shoot him in a distance like in the gut. It's like a gut shot or something. Yes. And he like bleeds out and dies. Um, you know, but this is where Ned freezes. Ned can't do this anymore. Right. And the Schofield kid we find out has terrible eyesight. Yes. He's like, he's not a gunslinger. He's not done any of the things that he like yes. claimed that he had. Right. Ned. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and again, I think one of the cool things, one of the things that I really like about Un- Unforgiven is just like, yeah, both Ned and and, and um, William Money were at one point badasses, right? But like, it's it's not it's not old man Logan. You know what I mean? Like, right. like they are just two old men. That's right. what that's exactly what they are at this point in their life. They're two old dudes. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. um, Will Will Money has at least enough wherewithal to at least shoot the guy in that gut. Yeah. Gets him off his horse. They shout down. They're like, we're not going to do anything. You can get him, whatever. And then they're like, you killed him. You killed him. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Mission accomplished, right? He died a he died a slow but painful death. Not slow. Right. He died within like 15 minutes. Well, yeah, right, right. Well, For sure, yeah. <laughs> not big of a deal. Yeah. Um, they um, then go to fi- track down the older of the two ranchers yes. who is holed up with his friends. Yeah. Some of his friends anyway. Um. He goes to the outhouse to take a shit. That's where they get him. Which is a great scene. They send they send the kid yeah. in. Um, I think at this point, Ned um, Ned leaves. After the incident, uh, when they ambush him and he, he loses his nerve, he leaves. He's like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Um, Will Money's still like, we're going to split the, the money three ways, though. Right. Like He's telling the Schofield yeah, the kid. Schofield kid's like, all right, like, that's oh, more just for you and us. Me now. He's yeah, like, he's like, no, 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 we're going to do three ways. Yeah. Um, so they go track down the other the other guy who who goes out to take a shit, and he's like, "All right, Schoolfield kid, you go kill him." So he like goes over, like opens the door to. I forget how I forget how this all works. If it if it works right on the first try, or if there's some shenanigans. I, I, there's shenanigans. There's a little they, bit of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not as smooth as they had wanted, right? right? But yeah, again, they're not necessarily masterminds, right? Like Schoolfield right. kid is a kid. He's and, a newbie. Yes, and and he's will, a total and, noob. And William Money is not the man that he once was. Right. But he's starting to get a little inkling of right. being a badass again. He's getting frustrated at how long this is taken. Yes, right. He wants to get back home to the kids, which are fucking again. Yeah. I appreciate that. I just want to get yeah. my money. I need this money. Yeah. I want to get my money. Yeah. So, but but they make it, it works. But they later, um, as they go to get the reward from, they go back towards the brothel, they find that, they hear that Ned has been uh, captured. Yep. Because he runs off. They hear that they hear that one of the guys was one of the, the first one was killed. Uh, the first rancher was killed. So they send, um, you know, somebody out to go looking for him. They find Ned who's probably, uh, he's unarmed because he's given his rifle to, uh, Willem. Yep. Um, so they capture him. Uh, this is where, um, uh, little bill is his most sadistic. He's, you know, 
They're beating on him. Um, trying to get information on where everyone else is and who he's with. Right. And that's when they find out that he's traveling with William Money. Right. Who they've, you know. And, and William Money has at least garnished a reputation from his former life. Right. Right. Of being the murderer of women and children. Right. Like that's what they refer to him as. Yeah. So, um, William and the kid go into town to try to, you know, pick up or, or free Ned. Right. But they get into town and outside on the porch of the uh, saloon, of the saloon yeah. is Ned hung up, strung up in a coffin with um, a sign that says no assassins. Yeah. Just like English Bob, no assassins, no guns and especially no assassins. Yeah. So this, um, this like sets off William Money. Yeah. He's so, not happy. He's, he's not, not happy about this. It. So he has the kid go get the money. And he um, goes into the saloon where they're all whooping it up and having a good time. Yeah, they're celebrating having killed Ned, right? Right. Yeah, one of the assassins and, and things like that. Yeah. So they're having a celebratory dinner and drinks, Little Bill and his posse. His posse, yeah. yeah. His deputies and, yeah. and other, you know. So William comes in and... um. I forget. He comes in and immediately shoots one of them. I forget who one of the which one of the deputies was. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I was. I don't know if it was like the big guy, the big husky guy, or yeah. the guy with one arm. I don't but even. But he remember. like brains him. Yeah, he yeah. totally. Yeah. Um. Little Bill tells he's like, "Yo, get him." Um, this kind of like, uh, his shotgun misfires. So the deputy starts shooting at him. So there's a little bit of chaos. Uh, Will Money draws his pistol. Um, kills several people. Yeah. Right. Just calmly, just boom, boom, boom. Um, who who are like these, you know, these greenhorns who, um, when push comes to shove, even from 10 to 15 feet away, they don't have the nerve. Yeah. To accurately shoot and kill a man. Yeah. So they're shooting all over the place. And meanwhile, you know, William money is, is in his fucking, like he's in the zone. Yep. One shot and motherfuckers. Yep. So, <clears throat> um, after he kills a couple of people, he tells everybody else to get out. Hmm? Um, little bill is, uh, mortally wounded at, at some point here. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it could be from William money or it could be from somebody else like shooting, like some of the random, he could have caught. Yeah, I don't remember fire. how that works. Yeah, right. But, um, one of my best, one of the best, the, the, the best line of the movie is at this point. Yeah. This is my favorite line. Um, I, I, we've not discussed this. I know right. what it's going to be because it's the fucking best line yeah. in the movie. And it's one of the best lines in fucking it film really history. Is. Yeah. I do appreciate this. So little bills laying on the ground and he's saying, you know, I didn't deserve this. This is my, you know, it's my town. Like I didn't deserve this. I'm the law. I'm, I'm the, the sheriff law. here. And, yeah. And William money's like deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah. And he brains him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then he's, and he's like, you should have thought of that before you decorated your saloon with the corpse, my best friend. Yeah. Which is fucking great. Yeah. I mean, so, um, you know, he tells everybody else as he leaves, as he's riding out of town, there are people, including the biographer. Yes. W.W. Bouchon. Yep. 
are outside and uh, William Money's yelling at him like, hey, you know, um, you, I'm going to leave now. Like trying to let warn everyone, I'm going to leave. I'm leaving now. Yeah. But I, I'm coming I out. Be, I will be back if you don't provide a proper burial for my friend. Yeah. I will be back for more of you. And then this is pretty much, um, you know, this is pretty much the end. It fades out. It comes into the um, distant, this distant scene. Um, it's a backlit, shadowed scene. It's like a sunset. This is what the movie opens with. Yeah. There's a little bit of a story about, um, it's actually about the woman, his wife, and how the family, where they were all very upset with her that she married this character, you know, yeah, this, this that type. She of, married this, William Money. She, yeah. Yeah. That she married someone of his character. Yes. Um, and then there's a, there's like this little epilogue. I forget what it is. Like, um, you know, like they left the farm, you know, he left behind his wife's grave. Yeah. And they went to like, you know, they moved somewhere else. I forget exactly, you know. Um, his in-laws, her parents, find, they come upon the place later on. It says how they come upon the other place and they never understood what she saw in him. Yep. And which is, you know, to me, that's a little disappointing that you don't like, you don't understand what her motivation was for redeeming him at all. <clears throat> right. You know, so it's a little bit, you know, sad, but uh, yeah, but, and it's frustrating because like you should be able to see some of that motivation, right. In the fact that he's been, he's honored her memory, right. From, from her dying. Right. And taking care of the kids and, and sure. done the, the best possible that he could. Yeah. When any other do dude, especially in, in that time period, probably would have just peaced out. You know what I mean? You could have done that. Yeah. Like I, or they character. could have just suffered. They could have continued their crappy farming existence and right. continued to suffer. Yeah. Until he died a decrepit old man. But the kids probably would have been in their twenties and they'd have, you know, probably been reasonably okay. Yeah. Right. You know? Um the one of the best parts is that, like to me, is that there isn't even really good and evil. It's just differing flavors of sociopaths. Yeah. It's, it, it's not even, so the characters aren't necessarily good or bad or good or evil. There isn't a good guy and a bad guy. Right. The motivations are what's good and bad. Sure. Right. Like the reasons why they're doing these terrible things are what differentiate it. Right. Right. And like, that's, I mean, you can make an argument that that's a case for everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, like we're all not necessarily altruistically good or necessarily purely violent. We're self-serving. We're yeah. self-centered. Right. Sure. So the motivation is, is, is what, you know, yeah. Oh, we're yeah, willing sure. to kill women and children. Yeah. Okay. Let's just, let's just put it that way. So for me, Unforgiven is one of my two favorite Western movies of all time, that and Tombstone. And they're both two completely different movies, right? Um, I love Tombstone, but Tombstone at the end of the day is great Western, but it's also more of an action film, right? You know what I mean? Like, a, aren't, aren't aren't most Westerns essentially action films? I mean, I it depends. Like Three Ten to Yuma is not. You oh know? yeah, it's a slog. Yeah, right. right. And but I love Three Ten to Yuma. Right. It's a it's a great movie, right? Um, so some Westerns are action films, and some are period pieces that happen. Yeah, True Get True Grit's another great yeah Western. Yeah, that for is, sure. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, Unforgiven debuted um, number one on their opening weekend in 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, they made $15 million that, that opening weekend in 1992, which was the best ever opening weekend for a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. Um, it spent three weeks at number one in the States. Um, so it was, you know, pretty good. Um, it like, what? It won uh, several Oscars. Best Picture? Best Picture, I think Best Director, Best Cinematography. Sure. Yep. Um, what was it? Uh, was Didn't it, that win Best Actor? Al Pacino won Best Actor that Son year. of a Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, to Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. To uh, um, Little Bill. Little Bill. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, an, uh, an excellent, excellent Gene Hackman. Yeah, no, Gene Hackman fucking ruled that role. Yeah, he was awesome. He fantastic. was awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. One of his. One of his. Like you literally hated Little Bill. By the end of the movie, you fucking. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You did kind of. You did kind of feel like a little. You kind of despise him a little bit for how he turned out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like when you first meet Little Bill and he puts English Bob in his place, you're like, "This guy's kind of this guy's this is it, man." Look, we're at gonna this. see a battle of just two badasses. Yeah. That's what this movie's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna be battle of two badasses, right? But it's 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 not. Yeah, you know I mean, right. which is um, and then for me to see, you know, William Money, you know, Clint Eastwood's character make that sort of 180 degree change at the end of the movie where he is back to just being a fucking motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Like the baddest dude in the box. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I, I mean, you don't see him at his like sociopathic worst where he's like killing women and children, but I get it. I mean, you know, you, right. You, you, he, he, and I think they go into that a little bit, like him telling the story of what happened. You know what I mean? Where he, oh, yeah, he, when they're going, where they're, when they're bedding down at the one at the camp and they're yeah, at a campfire laying yeah. there. And yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like he wasn't necessarily going out and purposely like trying to do all of these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, he would make money. And if there was a contract out on somebody, he would take that contract. Now, of course, my favorite Western is barely a Western. Uh, Which one is that? The uh, the Magnificent Seven. Oh, okay. I I also really love the Magnificent Seven. Love it. Yeah. Which but it's it's also not just that it's. Um, it's it's in my top five for sure. It may be an, it may be number three. It's an homage to uh, Kira Kurosawa's uh, The Seven Samurai. Seven yeah. Samurai. Yep. Um, so you know, and it stars one of my favorite actors one, of all time, fucking Yul Brenner. I one love Yul Brenner. One of the best ensemble casts. Yeah, for sure. Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen. Yep. hundred. Charles yep. Bronson. Yep. Uh, Robert Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, James Coburn. Um, what a great, just a great cast. Yeah. Um, you know the it it's. They've just updated uh, Kurosawa's, um, you know, they, story. They, they changed samurais to cowboys, and that was it. I mean, yeah, that's gunfighters. That's, yeah, that's basically you know? it. That's basically the difference. And instead of it being like feudal area, uh, I'm sorry, feudal um, Japan, Japan, it's, it's the like, old west. It's yeah. the old west. It's yeah. like in it's Mexico, which is yeah. basically you could have just said Texas. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, one of my all time, I mean, my all time favorite Western movie, but there's all kinds of great, like I said, true grits, uh, another great movie that I, I really like. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think of like the newer, um, takes on Westerns like, um, 
Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I them. mean, they're both the same. They're both, yeah, um, they're Tarantino. both Tarantino. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and I do like both of them, right? Um, you know, you, you don't get a lot of Westerns uh, nowadays, right? I still really like that time period. Um, you know, the, both Django Unchained and um, Hateful Eight, you know, that same sort of Tarantino ultra violence, you yeah. know what I mean? But still really, really good. Right. Um, I mean, how do you not like a movie with Christoph Waltz in it to begin yeah. with, right? You know what I mean? And Jamie Foxx is fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if it's one of my favorite Westerns of all times, you know, but I, I definitely, I'm in on it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I love the the Man With No Name series, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, the those movies are great. You know, again, yeah. Another reason why <clears throat> was that I, uh, fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, hang them high. Uh, fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The bad and the ugly. Yep. Ah, oh, one of my other all-time favorite. Um, oh, the good and bad. The good, the bad, the ugly is fucking great. Yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made. It's fan, uh, it's fan fucking fantastic. What do you think about one of? And this is probably up in your hopefully your top five. If it's not, you're wrong. Uh, one of the all-time best Western movies, um, Blazing Saddles. I love Blazing Saddles. Love Blazing Saddles. I love Saddles. Blazing Saddles. I don't necessarily consider it a Western. But it's a Western. But it is. It is. Yeah. It's it's fucking, it's great. It, it is, is fucking, so good. It's it's one of the most amazing um, movies ever made. Yeah. What was it? It was a Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I've never really, I don't know if I ever really saw the entirety of that. It was, it, I mean, it's okay. You know what um, I mean? Shane was another one that was a a, a, a much beloved Western that I never. Yeah, I never really got into. Yeah, Shane I never saw. I never got yeah, into it. Right. So um, I I liked uh, both the original version of Three Ten to Yuma and the remake. Okay. Um, both both of those were really good. Um, uh, the Outlaw Josie Wales is another classic. Yep. A Western's great, uh, great one. Um, I, I would be remiss if we're talking about uh, Westerns and not to mention maybe the movie that got me back into the genre or something like I remember watching Westerns as a little kid with my dad. Right. And maybe like Bonanza and Gunsmoke. Just, and stuff I love like that, that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Young Guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> it was so good, dude. Oh, fucking, man. I'm a cowboy. It's probably the last good thing that Bon Jovi's done. I know. 100%. 100%, right? But, like, I remember being, like, a, you know, like, a, I don't know, grade schooler or maybe going into high school or whatever. Young Guns came out. That was probably, like, that was the early 90s Young yep. Guns was, right? Like, maybe 89, but, like, early 90s. Yeah. And being like, this is actually pretty badass. Fucking gunfighters <laughs> and Billy the Kid. Like, this is pretty fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I put Young Guns in like my top westerns, but I fucking love that movie. You okay. know what I mean? Like, yep, um, I agree. But good cast, I, another good cast that we would love. Yeah, it's like sure that kind of new updated Rat Pack cast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, yeah. I mean, you got fucking Kiefer Sutherland as Doc Holliday in that one, right? Which is pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, to me, Doc Holliday will always be fucking Doc Kilmer. Yeah, a hundred percent. Of course, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's just it's fucking it's classic. You yeah. Know I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I appreciate you taking the time to watch Unforgiven. I think from a uh, that was an easy one for me. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Uh, and I, it's from a cinematography standpoint, right? Like I, I do like cinematography. 
and the way movies look. It is one of my favorite movies, the way it's shot and the way uh, just just the look and feel of that movie is just fantastic yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, all, all the uh, all the uh, all the cinematography photography is 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 fantastic. The, the acting is fucking great. You know what I mean? Like I, I think Unforgiven was one of the first like serious westerns that I watched. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it was like even though. Um, well, I mean, it was probably the first. I mean, it was the first serious western of our lifetimes. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like yeah, uh, there might have been. There might have been like a, I, I'm trying to think which one, I thought one of the last of the, um, last of the Mohicans. No, no, no. One of the last of that trilogy, the dollars trilogy. Oh yeah. Yeah. was yeah. like the early to mid seventies, but like the original what like, I thought it was, um, what was a hang up fistful of dollars. Yeah. That was like done in like 65. I thought Yeah, like was, that was, was like was the mid sixties. Yeah, it was really early. So like yeah. by the end, I think they were, they were in like the early seventies. Right. So like maybe one of those, but like after that, from like the mid seventies through like, you know, clearly through the eighties, there were no Westerns. Yeah. Right. I mean, you would have things that were like sort of almost pseudo Western, right? Like, um, dances with wolves. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. I mean, that's a Western. Yeah, for and sure. And that wasn't a bad movie. No, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. I mean, fucking last Mohicans is great. Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, I'll watch anything with Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. I do not give a shit. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I mean, do those Shouts not? Shouts to in the name. Like, of do the those Rose. not make the cut in the name of the Father? <laughs> like, if you have, if you have like a best westerns of all time, like, do those kinds of movies make the cut? I I don't know. I I think westerns. It's not just about a specific time period, right? Or about the. I mean, I I think you need to have cowboys in it, right? Like, I. I Okay. I, mean, I, I feel like there has to be that element. Oh yeah, right. And um Dances Dances with Wolves was like post Civil War. Right. Okay. But so is Unforgiven. Unforgiven's post Civil War. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So but it's 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 post Civil War in still in in Wyoming, in the in the places that are still the Wild West. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not quite as tame. Yeah, you know I okay. mean, right? Yeah, this was easy. This was fun. Um, you know, I thought it was good. It's just, I, it's just not something like at the time it was like the early nineties. So I was like, we like, we were like in high school. I wasn't yeah. watching stuff like that. No, for sure. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So I never watched that. And then if it was on TV, I either flip by it or I, I maybe watch a little bit of it and turn it off. Like, so I've never watched it, but it was a movie that, you know, definitely was really good. Um, you know, when you embrace that, it's, you know, rooted in like, you know, differing version, differing flavors of sociopaths, it just becomes, you know, it's totally fine. You know, yeah, it's, right, right, it's right. Great, exactly. great to watch. It's, I mean, a, it's yeah. a great watch. Yeah, it's, it's you know, again, the protagonist's not a hero. It's not, you right. know what I mean? Like, it's not like, you There know, are no heroes in this movie, really. No, I mean, may, maybe the prostitutes, but even then, they're not heroes necessarily yeah, either. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> they're, putting they, out, they're, they're putting out bounty on somebody. Yeah, they are hiring people to kill somebody. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, and what that person did was terrible. You right. know what I mean? They're for sex sure. workers. Putting bounties out on people. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's not It's not exactly Superman here. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I think it's about uh, time that we get get along, partner. Yeah, right. Exactly. But uh, as, as always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hearing us chat about a movie that's probably, you know, tw- how, how old? What, 1992? 1992. What is, uh, God, let's not. 
30 years old. Jesus, that's fucking weird, isn't it? No, it's not quite 30. It's always 30 years old. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely 30 years old. 30 years old. Jesus fucking Christ. But anyways, thanks for staying and hearing us review a movie from 30 years ago. If you get a chance, watch The Unforgiven or watch your favorite Western. Hit us up on the social medias. Let us know what your favorite Western is or say fucking Westerns are stupid. I don't know. But until then. Adios. Adios, muchachos. Adios.